Previously on Those Were the Days. If this is your first time coming to Those Were the Days, welcome. We're happy to hear you listening. We're not doing cuisine here. We're just cooking. Entire conversations can be held without a single word used. Yeah, oh yeah, uh-huh. Why would all the little veggies get all down now? Mm-hmm. Like, the audience is definitely in his living room, like, looking through the door. <laughs> Made me think of grumpy old men in Burgess Meredith. I loved how he smelled everything to make sure it was what it was. Fido. But I could have gone all the way back to the early days of Justin Wilson when he was a spry young man of, like, 60. Those Were the Days is filmed before a live internet audience. Hello and welcome to Those Were the Days, uh-oh. the show. What? Yeah, uh oh, yeah, uh oh, and me? We know, we're good now. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Those Were the Days, the show about uh, old TV. Modern Perspectives, you know the drill. Uh, we are finishing up cooking week, and I am I am so excited uh, because we are doing, like, my favorite thing ever. Um, but I can't do this alone. This is a meal uh, that requires a little extra help, so I'm going to need with me my sous chef, Travis. All right, so I'm going to show you how to truss a chicken, but this particular chicken owes me money. And so I'm just going to beat the hell out of it. And I'm going to manhandle this thing. And I'm going to stab it with needles repeatedly and tie it up real nice and then put it on a spit. And my uh, saucier, Audie. This is Earl Butts. Yes, that is my real name. I am your current U.S. Secretary of Agriculture, which means I'm the head of the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Now, I understand our good friend Miss Julia Child was talking about chickens on her most recent program. As she had her hands all over multiple yet-to-be-cooked chickens, she informed you, her audience, to contact the USDA if you have any misgivings about the conditions of your chickens. Again, as she never washed her hands once and touched about just about everything in the kitchen, I want to assure her and you that the poultry you purchase in this country was well expected, inspected, and maintains the highest standards of quality. If you do receive a chicken that you are unsure of its quality, please pack it away, thoroughly wash your hands with soap and water, and then feel free to contact your local government officials who will bring it to our attention if needs be. Thank you, wash your hands, and God bless the United States of America. (laughs) (laughs) And my pastry chef, Stephen. You can cook a chicken a whole lot of different ways. Days boiled chicken, <laughs> roast chicken, grilled chicken, fried chicken. Days uh, chicken creole, chicken kebab, chicken a la king, chicken sandwich, <laughs> chicken stew. Uh, I guess, I guess that's about it. <laughs> well, <laughs> so we are talking. Oh About gosh. Julia Child, the French chef, and her episode to roast a chicken. Now, I so I I'm going to assume that we all went into this knowing who Julia Child was. Like I, it's easy. She's probably um, one of the more parodied TV chefs, um, I think anywhere, um, and I would say so. she's. She's like this is, was literally the first cooking show, which is wild to think about because cooking shows are everywhere. <laughs> um, had any of you actually seen Julia Child before? No, nope. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I had seen clips. I had. I sure. don't believe I've ever watched a full episode of The French Chef. Now, um, so Julia's a big hero of mine um, for a lot of reasons. And I want to, like, talk about her as a person for a hot second. Um, So, first of all, she worked for the OSS during World War II. Um, She did decoding and spy work. And she developed shark repellent to keep sharks from attacking the anti-submarine ordinances and detonating them. 
Um, so that's wild. And she did all that because she was too tall for the women's auxiliary. Because she was six mm-hmm. foot two. Holy cow. Yeah. So yeah. that's where Batman got his shark repellent spray from. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's like a there's like a big like there's like a little a little quip in in some of her bios about how that was like her first cooking experiment. Because that's the thing about Julia, right? <laughs> so this is what I love about her. Is that she like she this is what she's known for, right? Like she is known for her cookbooks and her show and cooking. And this is her thing. She did not know how to cook until she got married. She had no real interest in food. She came from a family that had some money, like, it, you know, and like she didn't have like sit around and do whatever you want money, but she came from money. She came from a family that had a cook. So she didn't, she never learned how to cook growing up. And it wasn't until she met her husband, Paul, that she did. And so she graduated from Le Cordon Bleu at age 39. She published her first cookbook at age 49, and her first television show started when she was 51. And especially for a woman in the 60s and 70s, that's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. like Hey, wild. it's never too late to chase your dreams, yeah. you know. 50's the new 25. Yeah. Yeah, so big fan of that. Get on it. Um <laughs> She has, um, all of her kitchens were custom built to her because she is six foot two. Um, her house, they, they had a guest house that they stayed at in Provence in France. Um, that it belonged to one of her, her cooking partners. Um, it was on their land and basically they had a handshake deal that when they were done, they would just give it back. Um, and it is now basically like an Airbnb where you can go and take cooking classes and I'm not a big like bucket list person, but that one's on there. That'd be pretty delightful. I think you'd said that last week, and I yeah. told my wife about it. I was like, "Oh, did you know Julia Child's place is a bare Airbnb?" She's like, "I would like to go, please." Yeah. <laughs> Amy wants to go. She's like, "I would like to hang out with Amy mm-hmm. and go to France." <laughs> Let's go. I was like, "Okay, pack it up, kids. We're heading out." Um, so the the whole thing behind. This cooking show, because one of the other things that Julia has said is that um, one of the things that she did was she she knew her audience, right? Like she was not trying to make a show for everyone. She was trying to make a show for people who are interested in food and wanted to learn how to cook. And one of the biggest challenges that she had was translating recipes because it's more than just like writing down recipes that, you know, I mean, If you've ever written down a family recipe, you know how hard that is because no one measures anything in the first place. Mm -hmm. But then there's not just the language translation. There's also an ingredients translation because what we can get here and what you can get in Europe, they're completely different things. And so Julia's big thing was that she always wanted – she wanted any any cook in America to be able to make one of these French recipes. Um, And this really – I was just going to say, at the time, in the, you know, 50s and 60s, French food in America was considered, like, high class, and, like, you yep. didn't cook it at home, you only got it at restaurants, because yes. you just didn't have the, the means to do it at home. And while so, cooking at home was, like, an expressly women's work thing, mm-hmm. French food, that's cuisine, and that's men's work, and so this is, like... That was a whole big deal, too, right? It's like yeah. teaching the secrets. And, like, it, it's like Bob Ross... Right. Where Bob Ross takes painting and says, you don't have to be some hoity toity artist if you want to paint like you can paint. Um, And I I love that she brought that. And so um, I picked this episode, um, especially for like the first like 10 minutes of it, um, because it does set a tone that if you are not actually familiar with Julia Child, it's probably pretty surprising. <laughs> um, so in the first few minutes, we learn about different kinds of chicken, which we've watched. Like, we're, we're a little ways into this show now, boys. And we've watched a lot of shows that really highlight the differences between then and now. But I feel like Julia Child talking about chicken really highlights the differences between then and now. 
it's such a difference because you know she talks about like at the market and at your butcher and all the different st- types of chicken which they still exist you can still get these different types of chickens but not at your local supermarket your supermarket's going to have broiler fryers and they're going to have chicken parted out and that's yeah. it and, and she even talks about the ones that are like pumped full of growth pills that are all size and no flavor. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's where we're yeah, at. That, that didn't get any better, <laughs> Julia. I'm no, sorry. no, no. Nope. It only got worse. Um, I have a subscription to a local farm conglomerate um, where I get about now uh, probably about 90 percent of the meat that I eat comes from this local farm thing. So that's great. So I can get good chicken. I just have to plan ahead for it. Nice. And uh, it, there is a difference. Oh, There's yeah. There's an absolute difference between a a broiler chicken and a roaster chicken in terms mm-hmm. of cook times, but also flavor. Like, the, there is a difference in that flavor. There was a video recently that went around the internet uh, of some kind of cooking thing. I didn't see the original, but I saw the fallout of it because it was someone, I believe they were from New Zealand, and they were using butter, and people were saying that it was fake butter because it was yellow. Mm, right. um, and it was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's just good butter. Fun, fun fact, butter was the first food approved by the FDA for food coloring. Well. Uh, so, yeah, so butter is yellow because they wanted it to be yellow, and the FDA approved it. Uh, hmm. First time. So, yeah. um, we learned a lot about chickens in this beginning bit. <laughs> now, I did, as as Audie pointed out, um, I did also get kind of skeeved out about the amount of touching chicken and other oh. things. Oh, um, I was uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Good no, Lord. I definitely Ooh. noticed it, but um, I also don't think that, like, she ever got... Like, it was never, like, a thing. You know what I mean? It's just... it's. It's different, right? Because it's also, right, factory farming is going to increase your likelihood of disease and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, we don't wash chickens anymore, really, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it doesn't do it doesn't. Do it doesn't do anything, and it just spreads whatever could everywhere. be on that, yeah, all over yeah. your sink. So. So just and I'm sure, like, after taping, they washed everything, wiped things oh, down, yeah. you know, stuff like that. But in the middle of it, I'm like, uh, salmonella, 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 salmonella. <laughs> it was stressful. Oh yeah. Um, Although my uh, I, my brother in law is a uh, is scientist, mm-hmm. uh, and he's done some studies or been been privy to journals and whatnot. A hundred percent of chickens tested had salmonella on them. Yeah. So it's not like it's a maybe. Yeah. There, it's on there, guaranteed. I, but she I had those green watch. and orange paper towels, so she was safe. <laughs> yeah, good. So, so I knew that appliances were that color back then. I didn't realize the paper towels were that it color was too. A right. Time. That was create that avocado paper towel and like mm-hmm. the golden golden harvester or sun sunburst <laughs> paper towel. I did watch another episode after this where she was doing hard cooked eggs, and one of the things I noticed in that episode mm-hmm. was her just very cavalier attitude towards like sanitation in terms of she would just like huck stuff behind her. Yeah, she would get oh, done yeah. like with so, she 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 cleaned off the counter right she 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 and she brought everything into her hand and then just threw it behind her like yeah. blindly and <laughs> kept cooking and I'm like I love for some reason I just loved that like this idea that she she had a food mill and mm-hmm. she got done with that and just threw it to the side yeah like just tossed it across I mean, the kitchen chef yeah right and I mean because the thing is right like this is the first cooking show so it's like. What are you going to do? All right, great. I guess yeah. that this is going back there. We haven't gotten sure. to standards and practices yet, so. Yeah. So it's fine, yep. you know. Um, so in those first few minutes learning about different kinds of chicken, we learned that chickens are named based off of their size and age, right? And so you've got a little fryer hen, which is, you know, the smallest and youngest. And um, it's really when she gets to the part talking about the chicken beyond the age of consent that really (laughs) (laughs) sets a tone it sets a tone and then and then she talks about um the the uh i can't think of the french name for it but the the rooster that is a eunuch and like all has gotten fat 
<laughs> which was good. And then the other one, which is similar, but on the pill. And I was like, what are... Mm-hmm. Man, 1971 was a wild wow. time. Wild time. She was she was 59 in this episode, just for reference. Like, she is... Like, I... And, and so... Like, it's that kind of thing, right? Where you can, I would imagine that some people in 1971 would have watched that and been like, um, no, thank you. There was, (laughs) there definitely were people that would watch that and clutch their pearls. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And and Julia, to her credit, doesn't care. She she does not care. It is not important to her. There there are definitely some ladies down here in the southern (laughs) part Mm -hmm. of this country that would say stuff like that and wouldn't bat an eye. And she so reminded me of those kind of ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the spunky grandmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know them. Uh. It they looks like sweet tea, but that's, an, that's a long island. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's what that is. I'll tell you this, the breastbone thing mm-hmm. with the cartilage deal, she explained that. Blew my mind. Right? Blew my mind so much while I was watching it that I went downstairs and said, Stephanie, <laughs> you will not believe what I just said. She looked at me like I had lost my mind. I was like, <laughs> the young chickens have more cartilage in the breastbone and you can't just use that for anything. That's a roasting chicken. You know? So like this episode especially, you can see the DNA that eventually leads you to good eats. Right? Like, yes. it's there. Because yeah. Julia doesn't just want to tell you, here's what you do. It's here's what you do and why. Because what that lets you do, especially when, like I said, when you're translating these recipes from other places, is if you can't do it the way that she said, if you understand why you're doing it, you can make your own substitutions with what you have available. Mm-hmm. Um which is like it's she's she really it's not just about giving you recipes and showing you how to do them it's making you a better cook um yes because she definitely encouraged those substitutions she's like here's what i'm using here's why it matters if you don't have that here's something else you know use Mm -hmm. this or use that because that'll work and give you the flavor you want and uh, And it encourages the feel of cooking and not so much the rigorous rules Mm -hmm. but like i talked about last week like watching all these different cooking shows has opened my eyes to this idea that like there aren't hard and fast rules you can just be like oh i'm gonna throw this in there instead and just start having fun with it and that's what she's doing the same thing it's just just have some fun yeah play around Mm -hmm. see what you get um one of the things i i love too right is that um she doesn't do like takes like this is not there are no like she goes to throw that tarragon in there and she's like well i did that bad i guess we should put some more in there Uh, i loved that it was one take like Mm -hmm. there's like there's multiple cameras but you can tell they just started and she's like i'm just gonna go just cooking it for 28 minutes Mm-hmm. And we're going to mm-hmm. do this, and then when we're done, we're done, and that's it. She's flubbing over words. She's yeah. missing mm-hmm. the terror, all that stuff. Because that's not the important part. No, it's not. She's not yeah. putting on a show. She's giving you the information, and it's and it does make it really feel like you're in her kitchen. I mean, you are mm-hmm. in her kitchen, but it, you know. Yeah, um, you definitely feel like you're sitting there right across the table from her. Yep. She's telling you what's going on. Uh, there's another cake. Um, I mean, there's another episode where she makes a cake, um, and they go to France. Like she shows you all the components ahead of time. And this is how this is going to go. And now we're going to go watch this French pastry chef make it there. Uh, Julia's French is amazing to listen to because she sounds exactly the same. She's just speaking French and it's just, it's wild because she has a very distinctive voice. Yeah, sure. Yes, she does. Um, I want to talk about that stove for a minute though. Like her oven with the plug-in rotisserie. Mm-hmm. We had... Our microwave, when I was growing up, had a plug for a temperature probe, which I thought was revolutionary. I know. I know. I've in the never, microwave, which seems never seen that. crazy. Wild. Mm-mm. But that thing with the rotisserie, and I was like, I want that in my kitchen. I mean, I've got my, I have my little air fryer oven 
convection oven that does also, I believe, have a rotisserie option, but it's not the same. I don't know how I feel about the open air rotisserie. I just feel like that would take yeah. so long to cook, right? Because you'd, yeah, it'd be so inefficient. That's what I was and thinking. Was way. it just me? Did it look like anything was actually heating the chicken, or did she just turn on the spit to turn, and that was? She it? might have just turned on the spit to turn because okay. it was. You know, yeah, I was like, the thing. I want some flame under my chicken. Mm-hmm. I like some canned heat. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, cooking twine. Let's not ever, ever <laughs> underestimate the importance. Of cooking twine. That was honestly, that was the one that really got me in terms of the we're going to touch everything in the kitchen. It was the like constant grabbing of the ball mm-hmm. of cotton kitchen twine. And I was constantly like, grabbing that. All I could see. Gra- <laughs> oh, sorry, Travis. Oh, I was grabbing that, grabbing her glasses and putting them on and then mm-hmm. taking her glasses off and <laughs> <laughs> the, the twine, the needle, like just. Everything. I mean, that's fine. The needle, because you're going to wash the needle, because the needle has been right. through the chicken. Like, that's yeah, fine. Sure. And, like, the knife and, and whatever. Like, fine. It it's like we were all time. just watching someone transport salmonella to every object around. <laughs> we all, in this modern age where we're yeah. very aware, it was very hard to watch her, like, pat a chicken with her full palms, you know, mm-hmm. just... Yeah. On there, and then grab a ball of twine, and then stack raw bacon on top of the chicken, and then like make a neat little bow. And then all she did was wipe off her hands with, with a paper, paper towel. towel. And you're like, "That's that's not well, gonna do it, Julia." That said, well, I mean, that said, like, so she's in like this. So this was done here um, in in Massachusetts. She lived in Cambridge at the time, and I mean, that said, she probably got them from like you know the place down the street. Right, like it's it's probably okay. Like it honestly yeah. probably is like, okay. But yeah, I now, will say now like, it would not be. Nowadays, we're so hyper conscious of it all that we notice that it's probably fine. But it it, it feels so weird because we've had it such mm-hmm. drilled in our heads that you don't do that. And you wash your hands and you wash everything off and you don't touch raw meat and use it on a wooden cooking uh, cutting board I do, and like I that do. kind yeah. of stuff. Good. I can um, get real good and let it dry. That's oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, you can. You absolutely can. Mm-hmm. Obviously, people did it for how long before? <laughs> Forever. And, and they, they lived. Like, they yeah. were fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing with the thing with that scene, that, that, that section, that was, to me, the most memorable thing was just she did not gently move that chicken around at all. She was tossing that thing left and right. She was, you know, bending it in all manner of ways. Like, she just it's already she roughhoused that thing. Because okay. it didn't matter. Yeah. And Cutting the wishbone out, which that's a smart move. That was wild. And then, yep, that was a thing I learned. And Stephen can testify to this. It's like watching the nurses deal with your newborn child, and you're sitting back there like, what the <laughs> heck? And they're just like manhandling yeah. that kid, washing him off, doing everything. They're like, but I at that size. It's fine. You're going to break it. Like, what are you doing? It just got here. That's the feeling I It's not going to, with what it just went through, it's not going to break. Don't even worry no, about I'm it. Just, it's real bendy. Look, it's, yeah, you learn that later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. None of it connects at first. It's fine. No. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's the whole thing, right? Is that's the, the, I want to say it was Martin Yan in an episode talks about like massaging the chicken too. Oh, to yeah. like really relax it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a whole thing. A chicken did look real good by the time it was done. Boy, yeah, I, I tell you what, yeah. I was like, I just ate dinner and I want roast chicken right roast now. Roast chicken. Yeah. I am not good at cutting chicken, and I learned a lot just watching her cut the chicken, because I'm a disaster. My wife would be like, you left like 85% of the meat on that. Just <laughs> go somewhere. I'll take care of this. I'm like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. So like, it was really cool to watch her cut off the wings, and then it's like, oh, now you can... Yeah. Now you can really get to the slices of bread. Oh, mm-hmm. I see how this works. I was enlightened. I learned a lot. So there's the part at the beginning where she's like chopping off the little extra piece of neck that got left. And she's, <laughs> yeah. and she's like, if you're smart, not like me, then <laughs> you can get between the vertebrae. Um, yeah. Her grunts, by the way, like so- the Julia Child grunts and fights, like, that on today's TV. That's what I'm saying, right? You got to be Nigella Lawson now, right? You have to be like, <laughs> yeah. 
perfect and just everything's going to be very smooth and, and your nails are going to be immaculate. And and there's Julia Child just like suplexing chickens and stabbing <laughs> him, just stabbing at him with a knife. Like there were a few times I normally when I'm watching a cooking show, I'm like, no, everybody here is just great knife work and all this. And, and to Julia Child's credit, when she was mincing like a shallot or something, oh, yeah. it was phenomenal, but also frightening to watch because I'm just like, <laughs> she is going to stab herself at some point. Like mm-hmm. she's shoving that needle through there. And all I could think of watching her trussing that chicken is if I were sitting next to Steven while she was stabbing this needle into the chicken and through with her hand right there and like just just picturing you just like white knuckling it the whole time. <laughs> oh yeah, just absolute anxiety ridden. Like, are we gonna make it through this without seeing blood? That would be great. But and this this too, the, her behavior really lends to the parodies for me because yeah. I I've seen the parodies of her but never really put it together and it really is an embellishment of everything she actually did because they always showed her throwing junk and like stabbing things and Swedish Chef is clearly now I understand a play on the French Chef completely Mm -hmm. like he's Mm -hmm. not that far off of what he's doing (laughs) it's just dialed to 11 yeah so this opened my eyes yeah they just talked to him (laughs) and the shrimp you know will hold him at gunpoint and stuff but that's you know, it's basically the same show. <laughs> there is, um, there's an episode where she makes, uh, I want to say it's like a roast potato, like pancakey kind of thing. And she goes to flip it and it falls out of the pan. And she just like picks it up and puts it back in the pan. And she's like, you're in your kitchen. Nobody can see. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Nice. Why does it have to be perfect? It doesn't. Don't even worry about it's it. so good. Which I mean, that's film is the, expensive. Yeah, well, but I mean, but that's the um, that's the Bob Ross, right? Like, yeah, it's fine. It doesn't matter. It's food, yeah. <laughs> like, and it's the accessibility of it. It's demystifying French cuisine into yeah. no. You're just making like the, again the eggs episode that I watched right after this one. She's doing filled eggs, and she's like, "There's nothing to this. You get the yolk out, you mix it up with some other things, you pipe it back in, you're done." Like. There yeah. you go. Throw a little mayonnaise on top of it and have a day. Like mm-hmm. it was just demystifying all of that and not making it this this like thing full of ritual and you have to do it a certain way. It's like no, it's good food you can cook and if you mess up part of it, oh well, move on. And if it doesn't look pretty, yeah. it, it doesn't yeah. matter. It still tastes good. Mm-hmm. Um, on the the cake episode, it's um, uh, I think it's gateau in a cage. Where they make, they take a cake and they fill it with cream and berries, and then they put this caramel cage on top of it. And um, she's a store bought cake. She's like, yeah, this one. Nice. She's like, and then you need a cake. This one is store bought. It is the nicest looking, like plain store bought cake I've ever seen, but it's fine. You know what I mean? And and she shows you how to make caramel and then drizzle it on a bowl and not <laughs> screw it up when you pop it off. And at one point, she's doing three things at once, and she's like, I promise you I'm watching that caramel over there because if I don't, it's going to burn, and that's going to be oh, terrible. Yeah. There's and stuff burns in a sugar. second. Yeah. yeah. I tried, I've tried making caramel cake because my grandma was like, she knew how to make a caramel cake. It's like yellow cake, mm-hmm. three layers with caramel, and it's just like this perfect. It's not an icing. It's, it's like a hard shell mm-hmm. around the cake. I that's impossible. Dealing really with caramel hard. is just a nightmare. Oh. I don't know how my grandma did it. Yeah, there's a lot of things about it because if you jar it just wrong, it'll start to crystallize. Like if you get any crystals yeah. in there, it just catches yep. onto them. Uh, Julia's if method. If you burn it, if you oh yeah, if oh, you let ahead. it burn. Julia's method is she leaves it um, until there's basically no steam, and then you know, Ooh. then you can go look at it. If you smell burnt, it's too late. Yeah. Oh, and so I mentioned how she just roughhouses those chickens and everything. She also has those chef asbestos hands. Because that chicken, (laughs) when she was handling that that cooked chicken she pulled out of the oven, you could see the steam coming off of it. And she's Mm -hmm. just like laying her hand on Uh there to carve it. And I'm thinking, I've burnt my hand watching this now. Thank you. (laughs) Feel the heat in my hands. And you're just yeah. like, what? Pulling stuff off of there. It doesn't, no nerve endings in those hands, but yeah, no. delicate, 
and can massage the chicken just right. There's some weird balance to that that I just don't have. She has six-inch thick calluses on her hands. (laughs) (laughs) They're basically oven mitts. They're barely hands anymore. (laughs) So the, the other part about this one that I liked, right, is like roast chicken is sort of one of those like super basic meals, right? Like that's your, like anybody can roast the chicken, but now it's like, all right, but let's, let's make it better than that. Um, which I think is good, right? Cause that's like your Sunday dinner, right? Roast chicken yeah. high oh, on yeah. the list of Sunday dinners. And so it's like, well now you can have like really nice Sunday dinner. Um, I liked her talking about, how there's nothing worse than when you have people over and then the food's not done when it's mm-hmm. supposed to be. So she just plans for a half hour beyond the longest time it could take. And I was like, Julia, that's so smart. I, I need to do better about <laughs> mm-hmm. that. Um, <laughs> that's very smart. That one, there was also her uh, suggestion of present the chicken and then take it back into the kitchen to carve it. So to no carve one has it. to watch you do that. Because it's yep. kind of, I mean... It's kind of gross. Like, if you're yeah. not, like, there's plenty of people that find that kind of gross. Plus, also, like, your table is not meant for carving. No. No. You know, you're going to get juice on your nice tablecloth, and it's going to be terrible. Nobody Which is funny, it. because that's how they portray it in TV and movies all the time. They put the oh, bird yeah. down and carve it, and like, okay. Yeah. It's not me. No. Didn't it. you guys do that like a ritual? Didn't you like your uh, dad always carves the turkey or does it just like, let's just eat it. I don't care. I feel like we used to maybe. We did. Yeah, we did when we were younger. Now it's just dad, go carve the turkey. It's in the kitchen. I did. And it this past year I carved the turkey or I started carving nice. the turkey and then I got bored and made my oldest nephew do it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm tired. This is turkey. a very large turkey and I am very tired of doing this. Someone else do it. Mm-hmm. We've, we've it's done very well known in our family that I don't know how to do anything other than clean up. Uh, so that I is a valuable me and Ashley asset, are the, though. yes, it is. Yeah. We're the dish doers. Uh, that's what we do. Um, and it's, it, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, I've, we've roasted a turkey for a couple of years now here at home when we wanted, needed to. Like we did, did it a Thanksgiving with friends in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. Just because my wife was like, I want us to do Thanksgiving proper with our friends. So yeah. um, I found a method to roast it. And it's um, by an online guy, Adam Ragusia. And his method of carving is like, cut it up. Doesn't matter what it looks like; it matters yeah. how it is and how much you're going to be able to get gravy on there. So, yep. <laughs> like, I loved his method of just go. like tear it apart, cut it up, chop it up, let people get what Whatever they want. Whatever you got to do, mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. 2020 was like my first Thanksgiving not being with my family because I was just like at home, <clears throat> and so I got the good turkey. I got the good turkey from the farm, which cost Ooh. me so much money, and I brined it. And I roasted it, and I did all the sides, and there was so much oh. food. So then I put together to-go plates, and one of my friends came, and I met them in the parking lot because it was 2020, and it was very scary at that time. And so mm-hmm. I met them in the parking lot, and I, like, handed over their little to-go plates of Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> and I did. I felt oh, like Julia, right? Great. I'm like, my kitchen is a disaster. <laughs> Everything <laughs> is great. But that turkey was, uh, ooh, it was really good. Well, I'm going north for Thanksgiving next time. That's all I know. I mean, it's your place. Can you please bring me out one Thanksgiving plate? Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, I can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm trying to think. What else to say about Julia? I love Julia. So there's like a lot of portrayals of Julia Child. Um, There's the Julia... Julia, Julie and Julia movie, which about was the about the blogger who and Julia Child did not care for that. Um, she's like, it's a stunt, and just saying four letter words while cooking is like not anything. Which was pretty- oh, was that the Meryl Streep one? Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, there is um, there's a series on HBO called Julia that is quite good. I mean, it's still. <clears throat> It's still, you know, a fictionalized telling of her biography. It's a little closer to the reality, right? Like, and it's about basically the start of the show. Um, there's still a little drama stuff to it. Always is. Because I it's, do and that. it's HBO, so, you know. Yeah. But um, 
David Hyde Pierce. How much full frontal nudity is in that one? Um, HBO loves their nudity. They do. There's not a lot in Julia, but there is in the first episode. She goes to the doctor and finds out she has menopause, and there's this like very emotional thing about it. Um, but she didn't have kids. She didn't want kids, so she probably was actually probably fine with that. <laughs> I'm just going to say, that, yeah. you know, it's probably okay. <laughs> uh, but David Hyde Pierce <laughs> plays her husband, Paul, um, who is a painter, which is fun. Um, he was also a diplomat, um, and he, they met during, they met during World War II, uh, because he was also in the OSS. Yeah. Um, and, uh, B.B. Newirth plays her best friend, um, which is phenomenal. Um, yeah, so her house in Cambridge, you can still go by there. Her kitchen is in one of the various, uh, museums in Washington, D.C., and you can go stay at her house in Provence and take cooking lessons. Um, they do advertise the cooking lessons as like, this is not Julia Child's cooking. And I'm like, I don't know that that is really. I don't know that that's the angle you want to play there. Right. But okay. Yeah. I guess. Seems I just want to sit on her, on her front lawn and drink good wine. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind cooking in her kitchen just because as somebody who is above six foot two, it would be nice to use a kitchen design mm-hmm. for someone of mm-hmm. that. Yes. It's built for you. I would need a footstool 100% of the time. It'd be very exciting. I think there's also something to be said of her legacy as a cook on TV. She started this show when it was black and white. Yeah. Like she transitioned yeah. into color television. How many shows have lasted that long? What was it 200 Period. and something 206 episodes of the French Chef I think yeah and that or was not they... her only show right um and yeah I mean because she she died in 2004 and I want to say that she was still doing a show mm-hmm. in 2004 uh, wow I believe that yeah yeah which is wild she died two days before her 92nd birthday hmm um, and uh, my great aunt would tell you that it's the butter and the no children, and that's why she would be <laughs> almost ninety two. Um, yeah, that's um, so. Yeah, I mean, we don't have any of this. We don't have any cooking shows without Julie Child. No, we really don't. No. That lands. No, we we owe it all. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned the, seeing the DNA into Good Eats, and yeah. and like Alton Brown said, you know, it was Julia Child, Mister Wizard, and Monty Python, and he mashed those three things together <laughs> to make Good Eats. Yeah, and like it's perfect because you can just see it. You can see her influence in so many cooking programs, and how they the evolution. We're seeing the proto cooking show here, yeah, with Julia Child mm-hmm. and the French Chef, and seeing as as things evolved and became more presentational while yep. some of them still retaining that informational aspect of it and the host having to be I mean nobody was ever going to be Julia Child again no and luckily very few tried to really replicate that yeah people figured out pretty quickly they'd ha- they could do something similar but they've got to make it their own I mean, because she was still doing it was part of it, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, oh yeah. yeah, I mean that's a big part of it. <laughs> yeah, um, and but you're yeah, right. Every... We don't have we, we don't have the the Food Network without Julia Child. Right. Every chef that has their eight little trash bins directly under the counter that you can't see, and their six versions of the meal that they've already prepared, like they owe that all to Julia. Going, there's a, there's got to be a better way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, or Julia, the PA that had to clean that set up after she got done yeah. taping an episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I adore her. I did finally, I, it was a, it was a large gap in my cookbook collection because I didn't actually own um, the art of French cooking. Uh, largely because my mother had it. So I didn't really need it because I had access, but I did pick up my own copy of the art of French cooking. So I have it now. So I too can make horrible aspects anytime I want. <laughs> Yikes. Um, so do you think uh, that you would watch more Julia Child, Steven? Oh, or oh yeah. I mean, I that, knew you yeah, would try I, this. 
I really, I really did enjoy it, and I, I could see myself picking through these episodes, like where I told you guys last week we've been cooking at home a lot more, um, and I, I, I need to get better at it because tonight I dried out the pork tenderloin like you wouldn't believe. That's so easy. To uh, that's what I was. This is what my wife she said. Don't take it too hard, you know. And I'm like, mm-hmm. with barbecue sauce will fix anything, mm-hmm. so it's not a big deal. <laughs> so it's but, true. Yeah. So I'm like, I could. I need to. I need to start devoting a little more time to some of these shows because there's mm-hmm. creative dishes that I could totally do. I, this whole series has shown me a lot. And the series, I mean, our whole theme this month okay. has shown me a lot of possibilities in just having fun. And trying stuff uh, and whipping things together, and it's 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 been a joy. And I would definitely watch Julia Child some more. Oh yay! How about you, Adi? Oh, absolutely! Like it's funny after watching this, realizing how much of the YouTube cooking shows I watch are absolutely Julia Child inspired. Like they're the ones that are all hands on, or like you know, mm-hmm. whatever. We're gonna do this. This is the way it works. You know, this is how it goes. And realizing that Julia was doing that at the beginning, I was like, okay, all right, I'm <laughs> on board. Because mm-hmm. it's one thing to say, like, you know, finally dice a shallot, and if you don't, like, mm-hmm. you can go. I don't, I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. How finally? <laughs> What's a dice? I don't know what that means. And you go, oh, yeah. okay, like that. Got it. No problem. Can do. Uh, Trav, you're you're back in. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm all all in. Yeah, I'm watching. I mean, and they're they're on the Roku channel. You can watch yeah. them for free. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's just great because it's one of those where I love cooking shows that give you the why along with yeah. the how, like why you're gonna pay attention to this thing or that thing. And she did that. And plus, it you know, French cooking is one that I don't. Um, I personally don't pay enough attention to like, and so to kind of learn some more of these, you know, French techniques and styles of, of stuff to, to make, I think is really fun. And she's just a joy to watch. She's so good. Ah. Also, I, I have to bring up real quick. How terrible is it for chickens to be named after the way you're going to be cooked? I mean, that's rough. (laughs) Like that's a rough, that's that's gotta be rough. You know? Yeah. You're a broiler. You're broil. We're going to broil you later. Like, Mm-hmm. It's just not cool. I mean, the old lady hen that's just only good for soup. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And I mean, because that's the thing, right? Is like you got to think about that. Like even in, you know, the the 60s and 70s, for a lot of people, they're getting their chicken from their back garden. You know, yeah. when when their egg layer is maybe not laying eggs anymore or, you know, you've hatched some eggs and now you like that's. Coco Van, which is a very, like, one of the the core French meals, is made from a young rooster when you are culling the roosters out of your, you know, out of your your chicken coop because you can't have multiple roosters. Um, And so that's why why Coco Van is that. You just have your little rooster. Uh, Yeah, so, you know, you maybe aren't getting the old hen at the, uh, you aren't getting the old hen at the, at the market, but you probably get her in no, the back but, garden. Boy, I bet if you could, though, the chicken soup you could make with that has oh, got to just be so dynamite. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I ha- I, you know, they do that. You know, people will say like, "Well, if you had to, if you had to kill all your own food, like where where would you land?" Right? And so, like fish, no problem, easy peasy. I could do that. I live near the water, not a problem. And I, I feel like I could learn to do chicken, right? I could at the very least do eggs. That's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like I could eventually learn, get over and do chicken. And that would be fine. Um, and, and, you know, there's that. Um, so, uh, we have a problem now, boys. <laughs> And um, I don't yeah. know how we want to solve it real quick, because uh, we didn't actually put up the poll for next week. No. no. We sort of, the four of us collectively dropped the ball on that one. We um, did. And it wasn't even like a, I didn't even, I can't even blame it on the like, oh, I think somebody else would do it. I just completely forgot myself. Like, I just went Oh, so we're just going to blame one... Travis Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Blame me. That's fine. Uh-huh. I'm good with that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we need to choose a, a topic. Uh, How do you want to for... choose a topic? 
We have Skeezix and Monkey Bananas in the chat. Yeah, I mean, we can we can see what they think um, in terms of uh, our choices. All right. So let's give some choices and see what uh, Skeezix and Monkey Bananas are, are feeling. Where's my thing or the list of what the thing was supposed to be? All right. <laughs> so the options are Variety Show. Uh, it was Variety Show... um, political cop shows or power couples variety shows political cop shows power couples chat room please decide (laughs) give us us a choice here we want to know and then travis will pick an episode at some point and then we'll figure yeah. Once that. once we have the topic, I will have an episode chosen uh, by tomorrow to put in, um, and I will post notes. it on the Twitter, and it will also go in the show notes. We're winging yeah. it so hard. Julia would be proud. She mm-hmm. really would. <laughs> this is such a Julia and, episode. And, yeah. and again, cop shows are... So Skeezix says variety shows would be interesting. I like this okay. angle. Mm. Variety shows would be interesting. I, I have a favorite. I have uh, I have a couple of options, um, and variety shows are going to be different from uh, sketch comedy show. I think, or would that fall eh. under that same umbrella? Do you? Do you I, feel? I think it'd be all right. Yeah, because it is sort of a variety. Is. Yeah, okay. I think it's so close enough. Would, and trying to find fall something under one umbrella. streaming. Yeah, I, I think we can't hedge ourselves in too hard um, on that one. All right. Well, then uh, I think we do that. Then we'll go with All variety, right, we're shows. Do variety shows. It has, been, <laughs> it has been chosen. So I will have. Uh, there will be the choice of what my choice will be for next week for variety shows in the show notes of this episode. Um, when that goes out, and I will also post it onto the Twitter account, mm-hmm. and uh, we will have it there. So Skeezix does say, "Please, someone choose Lawrence Welk." Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what we get. We'll see. Which means I got um, some homework to do um, to choose yeah. a variety show. But uh, yeah, yeah. So I think that is going to do it for this week. Thank you for Cooking Month. Cooking Month was super fun. We got a little bit yeah. of everything. We got we did. We got like ostentatious, just over the top cooking presentation in Iron Chef, which we, was the first cooking competition show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, one of the first cooking shows ever with Julia Child. Mm-hmm. Some simple down-home Louisiana cooking with Justin <laughs> Wilson. And mm-hmm. Martin Yan showing us that, yes, Yan can cook, and so can and so you. Can. And that was – what, what was great was they were all – like the three informational cooking shows we did were very much, hey – Cooking's not that hard. Let's demystify it. Let's make it yeah. accessible to everybody and in very different ways. And I kind of liked how that was. So that was th- this was a fun month. Uh, a lot more fun than I anticipated, for sure. <laughs> like, not that I didn't think we would have fun, but good gosh, this was a lot of fun. I'm glad. I'm glad we got Steven through it because he was the mm-hmm. one that I was, like, most worried about. Yeah. It was that and- he was not going to be as into it. Yeah, and for the fact that like he's interested in cooking more now too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. It's so Which, much fun. we're doing so, the good work out here, boys. We are. Which F- we are. FYI, <laughs> podcast listeners, Stephen had to bounce real quick, so that's yeah, why you don't so hear we him. Are, yeah, we're filming. Uh, so we're hard. we are going to wrap things up. Uh, but next week we start variety shows. Variety with shows. Nice. To be determined. Check the yeah. show notes. You'll know what episode <laughs> of what show to watch and what we're going to be talking about. And so, until next week, for Stephen, for Audie, for Travis, I am Amy, and both of the Wash your hands!
Sorry about that. It was a code code red category eighty seven all the things in the washing machine kind of situation. So I'm gonna bounce. Um yeah, we're just hoping it was just Yeah, it's a you know it's been a long time. There's a lot of good it's been a long time since we've had one of one of these, so hoping it's just like some he ate. He's been really snotty, so I'm I'm hoping it's just like a one and done scenario. But everyone's washing their hands. Uh we're gonna that's what we're gonna do. And hope we you know. But uh thanks for covering for me at the end. Sorry I had to jet out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh good, okay. Alright. Good deal. Alright. Oh, it's a good present to come back to. Sweet. Awesome. You guys are the best. Uh, thank you. I told Stephanie, I was like, they're professionals. They got this. I'm going to take care of business out here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I will catch y'all later then. See ya. Bye.